We've known Lucas Korf and his family for quite some time. They're always busy with some world record somewhere, you know. And uh, so it's always exciting to be around this family. But then COVID-19 and Corona hit this world and life got interesting. So they had to improvise and they had to adapt to what life threw their way. So Lucas, hello. How are you doing? Thank you, Janine, for having us. And we are really doing ons kook for die koning and we on fire for the Messiah. <laughs> no gal. Listen, I love the fact that you've got your son and your daughter with you as well. Because when it comes to explaining to someone who Lukas Korf is, I'm not going to ask Lukas Korf. So, Zine, I want to ask you, if you had to tell people who is your daddy, who's Lukas Korf, if you had to, you know, introduce him to the world, what would you say? I think I would say... My dad is an evangelist, 18 times world record holder, author, speaker, mindset mentor, and youth whisperer. <laughs> Have you got the biography in front of you and you're reading it off? No. No, that's, she knows the answer. <laughs> okay, Luca, how old are you? Eight. You're eight years old. Okay, tell me about the yes. rest of your family, your mom and your sister and everyone. Tell me about your family. Um, I am a world record holder. Two, just two. My sister has one. My mom does the dishes every single day. Oh, you see. It's very important that someone does the dishes. <laughs> the interpretation of what he was saying there, he, he speaks very fast. But he now, Luca, has two world records already. And he had one at seven. And Zione has one already. Wow. So, so they're doing quite good. And it's very cool to see. It's not something I ever said they needed to do. It's just something that became part of them. And then they'd see dude perfect, do something. And then my son would sit training for weeks and end. And he'd just call me and just say, Papa, record. <laughs> and then he'd just absolutely shatter it. And it's just so amazing to see, you know, Christ in me, the hope of glory isn't just meant for people who finished Bible school. Yeah, that's the truth. But then... I mean, as busy as you've always been, you're the kind of guy that goes to schools and you go to wherever someone gives you the chance to evangelize using whatever it is that God gives you to give you a platform. But then the pandemic hit this world. What effect did it have on your lives? Well, look, I think it, it was one of the, it was definitely the worst moment in my ministry, if you take my ministry as an entity. Um, but it was the best moment for my family and for me as a father. So worst being in, obviously, as a full-time evangelist, all full-on lockdown, schools closed, churches closed, everything's closed. You know, what does an evangelist do? And obviously, we need to evangelize, but it was just, I suppose, in hindsight, I could have been a bit more creative and allowed God to to move between the barriers and where you're allowed to go and where you're not allowed to go because people actually needed God more behind the masks and behind the locked doors. Uh, but I really spent a lot of time with my family and it became a place in, in, in a family being together to trust God to, to keep us and sustain us. And that obviously for a father is all our sponsorship withdrew for some reason, all our monthly contributor, contributors when they saw, okay, well, he's not in schools, he's not preaching. So, you know, he's not due. A, a workman is worthy of his labor. <laughs> so he's not doing anything. So let's give to someone who is or whatever their reasons were. So it was a crazy time. But then the journey of Googleplex started. Right. So how did that happen? Because it happened very organically. 
yeah, totally organically. My my son one day, my son was always telling my my wife, "I love you one million and ten thousand." <laughs> and, you know, and one day I just said to him, always coming up to her and telling her, you know, whatever the new number of his comprehension for the day was. And you'd, and I'd say to him one day, like, excuse me, boy, my son, my beautiful boy, uh, how much do you love daddy? And with the boldness of a David facing his Goliath, he looked me straight in the eyes and said, one daddy. And I was like, <laughs> he thinks it's funny. <laughs> Not funny. And I'm like... Uh, Okay, well, I, I heard wrong. Let me let me go again. And I said, now, how much do you like? Is it one million? And he looked at me sternly still, and he said, no, just one, Daddy. And and I sort of just stepped back two steps. They continued with their little lives, and I went to my room, and I laid on the bed in the only position that felt comfortable with the strange noises I was making was fetal position. And I just lied there crying like a madman, realizing the biggest fear has come upon me, you know, to be a man in ministry and being so busy with the stuff of God that we're not getting to the God of the stuff. I've literally out of the mouth of a little child, I heard what my scoring system, you know, where I'm standing. And my wife came in and she thought someone in the family's dead and said, what's going on? I told her and, and I said to her, look, look me in the eyes and, and tell me out of a one to 10, where am, where am I at with you, us as a marriage, as a couple? And she said, yes, also around one. Ooh. And so I didn't ask my daughter because my daughter, my daughter would never have said anything less than a total 10. <laughs> and so lockdown happened and, you know, I was, I sort of thought, okay, well, we got internet. We don't have much of anything else. I've always wanted to learn to solve the Rubik's Cubes. I went online and I found someone teaching and I was busy learning this thing because it was part of big rejection issues for me at school because all the clever kids got a book that daddy imported from overseas. They would sit the entire six week of the December holidays and then come the new term within Rubik's Cubes and pull it out in a dramatic music cued on the moment and and say can you do this and they'd solve the thing and for why they always asked me i could never understand because i'm the last person that you should have asked to do, do something intelligently and i would try and everyone would laugh at me and i'd get in such big trouble because i maybe couldn't solve the rubik's cube but i could give a backhand which i <laughs> then did because it, 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 it was just such a thing and it was just a thing in my life and in this moment, I learned to get this thing right. And my daughter sat by me one day. And obviously, it's not solving one side of the Rubik's Cube. It's uh, solving all six sides of the Rubik's Cube. And, and then there's certain algorithms. And, and it was so interesting when I started learning the first lesson I learned. And that's what sparked what, what we're talking about today is the International Rubik's Cube Federation on where website says the first step to solving this Rubik's Cube is you have to start with a white cross. And I was like, what? This cannot be better scripted. That is so biblical. It's biblical proportion. This stuff can be written in years to come for our lineage and our legacy. And I started realizing I'm going to use, I didn't know how, and then I was solving it and I got better and better and I got it under 60 seconds and I started really getting good. And my daughter would sit with me in the studio 
And one day my daughter looks at me and she takes the cube and she says, I've got it. And I'm smiling at her and I say, no, you don't get it. It's not something you get. It's an algorithm. We have to start with a white cross. <laughs> I'm sounding all intelligent. And she's just going and she's going and she's going and she got stuck. And I said, no, just remember the algorithm. And the next moment there, she's sitting with a solved Rubik's Cube. She did like a mini mic drop and she walked out of my studio. And I'm sitting there thinking... That is like amazing. Then we started, I started with some, my daughter, myself, we're doing the Rubik's Cube to just spend quality time together. My boy and myself, uh, I, I bottle flipping, which is a thing dude perfect and many of the guys on the online space does. Um, they do a thing called bottle flipping. You take a certain amount out of the bottle. So then you throw it into the air. You have to throw it 360 degrees and it has to land. You can share, uh, um, yeah. So it lands, and and it's a very difficult thing because it's it's a very it has to be very precise. And my boy and myself were busy practicing and practicing and practicing. At the time, it was hard lockdown, and we had to move where we were at. I mean, how blessed can you be to have to move in hard, absolute hard lockdown? Uh-huh. And God so looked after us that the place that we were staying in was literally the place that my wife and myself had our first night on honeymoon on the rocks and Bloberg. And so we were staying in this incredible place in front of the ocean and my boy and myself in the sunset and we got it on recording. And the moment he landed, because it was a few days journey, the moment he landed that bottle, something between us sparked and there was a newfound moment between us and i thought to myself the power of just spending a little bit of quality time with your kids without scrolling and being 100 percent present on purpose does the biggest of difference very short while after that my boy came walking we were then staying in a new place he came walking into my office one day and he said papa i won google plex you and I'm like, wow, boy, well, it's still one. So I was still a bit confused with the one. And then as he left the office, I Googled what Googleplex means. And Googleplex is basically a term that says if you take a big black book that, that you buy at the CNA and you write in the beginning of the book on page one, you write one, zero, 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 zero. You fill up the first line, the first page and the first book and you put the book down and you do your second and your third and your 10th and your one millionth book. When those books net weight is the same than the known galaxy, you have reached a figure called one Googleplex. Whoa. And this daddy was celebrating. And I, when I realized what he had said, sure. I so much more passionately started doing those little quality time moments and, and that's how the whole Googleplex, one Googleplex project was born. We also called it Fathers First, but we realized a, a family, there's also families who don't have a father. And we cannot not include them in what we're busy with. So it's really a thing of families first, whether there's a daddy missing or a mommy missing, but it's about just getting together and doing something fun, four fun family activities all world records, drawing kids into understanding the Bible in a better way as each thing then illustrates biblical values and kingdom mindset. And it's just such a powerful thing. And we're so excited to to share this with the world. 
Okay, but then, so you were with your own family and now it builds a little bit, goes a little bit bigger. And the next thing you see, you're on your way to America. Yes. And I mean, what are the chances? So I was on an online coaching with an American group of churches. And in this, you know, the, everybody has to introduce themselves. And I wasn't in the mood, you know, I mean, hi, I'm an evangelist. I don't do much. It's been quiet since lockdown. And, you know, it was just such a strange thing. And I said, you know what, we're busy building a program and we want to, and then we explained it exactly like I explained it to you. But the literal coaching came to a standstill and everybody was asking, wait, 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 explain that. What do you mean by that? Can the father and the parents be involved in this? Do they? And I said, no, they facilitate it, but they need to learn it beforehand. And then there was also, we brought in the dice stacking, which is another youth phenomenon where the kids take three dice and they got a little container. And if, and by stacking the dice, we call that principle stack the word. So we got five key scriptures on each of the components and the script are put to music so that the kids can learn the song and the parents and it's one of those songs once once it's in you 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 cannot get it out because it literally is music that sounds like Katy Perry got saved and she's singing it and please Jesus may she get saved and find Jesus and shut all the people's mouths up whoever spoke evil over her because God never gives up on anybody not even Katy Perry yes. so it was really a powerful powerful principle and then my daughter got really good at the cup song because I, I first taught them to cup stack which is another uh, youth phenomenon but then we took the cup song Anna Kendrick has a song called I'll be gone from the movie Peach Perfect and it's a total youth phenomenon throughout the world where kids take the song and then they play the cup they make a drum percussion sounds with a cup and then they sing but it's such a down song it's such a you know taking two bottles of whiskey for the road i'm going to run away now in a stolen car and i don't know where i'm going and i'm not don't think i'm coming back type of song and then zuna comes walking into my studio and she says to me daddy I, I got it right right write it down write it down and i start writing so she took the exact tune and put kingdom words she put scriptures into the the wording so we change the words of the song so that that becomes the individual's theme song so the cup song now has christian words to it and we believe it's going to have more of a reach through Christian networks throughout the earth, not just South Africa. We believe thousands of kids throughout the world are going to be singing this exact song written by a 10-year-old. And, and it's so profound, actually, because when I did a whole series of interviews, the first interview I did was from Angus Bucken. And we were chatting in the interview, but when he, when he started praying in the beginning, he started praying a prophetic prayer which wasn't part of the plan. He just said that this program is going to go to millions of families all across the world. And it was so interesting because we, we so tend to, to, you know, especially post COVID or during COVID, whatever the big dream was, we sort of helped God out a bit and 10%ed it. You know, so one of the guys in America, when I was there now to present, we were going to travel to all 50 states and, and, and teach this principle throughout the Americas. And uh, he said to me, it's pathetic. Your, your production is pathetic. And it's also, how, how dare you come to America and tell me you only want to reach a thousand families? That's not a big dream. You can do that with, without 
that's just that's that's not a big dream and i i was reminded of whom angus's prey and i realized i need to dream bigger again i need to actually dream 10 times bigger than what i did before covid because 10 times bigger after covid gives god 100 times more glory so what's the plan now here in south africa the here and the now what what do you want to do so we back well i i came back from america and we based now in somerset west for this season and um, one of the pastors that we were that we were networking with in america said you need to go back to south africa to finish what you started and you must come back with a production that will really show people that us kingdom people do stuff to the next level and in excellence so we are in somerset west and just to just to say while i was in america i had a whole project called broadway with a song by a good friend of mine ryan van Yerden. It's a song he wrote a few years ago when he had a, a day in New York, and the song's name is um, Broadway. And we had, would have had this big thing in Broadway in America, but it didn't work out. And when we were looking for a place to stay in Somerset West, the main street of the entire town is called Broadway Boulevard. And God said, from, <laughs> hey, exactly, from Broadway Boulevard Somerset West, Haldeberg, South Africa, to the four corners of the earth. And it was absolutely mind-blowing what God has done. And to come to your question, what we're doing now. So we are getting hold of schools in the area, all Somerset West-based. We've already got one of the schools that have committed the entire 100-person choir, a primary school, to do the backup singing for the for the music video, which is going to be so incredible, a bunch of gifted kids that are all, all hundred of them are going to do the cup song and do the singing for the new version and the new words. And then we're going to try and get three or four other schools. And then we're going to get a local a mall where we're going to do a flash mob, where we're going to do a literal flash mob or just off Broadway. The shopping center is literally just off Broadway. And that will then be the package that we will take to America. But we feel once we got that done, we also want to then through people like yourself with a reach to South Africa and South Africans, even if they are worldwide, we want to challenge them to learn the cup song with the new Christian words. And we want to go to America, not just telling them to try and attempt to break the world record that we set, but we want to go and minister to them by who we are as South Africans. We don't want to go there and say, come on, we know you're going to break our record, so just go for it and, you know, may the first city win. They're going to really have to get their marbles together to even come close because I believe South Africa will set a trend, but we will reach a generation by doing something profound and every single one of those young people are worth it. They are waiting for a fresh word, for someone who speaks, for someone who believes in them, for someone who speaks opposite than what the grown-ups and the clever people are speaking. They need a voice. And who better to be that voice? My daughter's name is Zion. And God just said to me recently, get Zion speaking. My boy's name is Luca Luo. And once they get speaking, Luca means light and Luo means to never be put to slavery again. So we want to get Zion speaking by hearing the true and pure and undefiled gospel of Jesus so that they can find the Christ and never be 
be lost into slavery and the things of the world and the things the world is trying to put on them. Someone needs to take a stand and we want to be that family that sparks a revolution. Well, we're going to play the cup song, but before we do so, if people want to connect with you, if they want to get involved, learn this cup song, be part of the videos and all of that, how do they do that? What I'm going to do, Janine, is I'm going to, as we speak, I'm going to post that cup song on my Facebook page, Lucas Korf Ministries. So the Facebook page says Lucas Korf Ministries. I'm going to post it there right now. So you actually drew something out of me. It's not time, but we're going to make a time. There's always a, a my time and then there's a Janine put pressure on me and it's now time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to put that version of the cup song on our Lucas Korf Ministries page. I will also share it to Lucas Korf, just the profile, the page. And if you are interested, if you know someone or if you are someone that stays in Somerset West, please comment there and say Somerset West. We're going to follow up with you. But if you are from South Africa or you are living in South Africa, then you comment there. I want to be part of this. Then we're going to get all the information to everybody, but you can start learning the song already because you will see and all those components from the Rubik's Cube to the bottle flip to the die stack to the cup song is all going to be part of an online coaching experience that families can do together to learn all the different principles, but also learn to do all the actual party tricks. So people will literally be able to, to start with a white cross. And for those of you who really want to take it to the next level, grown-ups included. You know, grown-ups are looking at their kids now and saying, okay, we're going to see if we, we can get you to learn this. Why don't you grown up? That child in you that never got it right and always sat there wondering, <laughs> will I ever be able to do that? It's time for grown-ups to do the entire Rubik's Cube. And we will show you how to do that. There will be a link on that post on Lucas Korf Ministries. Then we're going to teach the dads and the kids and everybody who wants to how to do the bottle flip, remembering that we flip the script. So we are changing the paradigm of the world's perceptions around us and around our kids. And we take the God's word and we put it on top of every negative statement spoken over us or on us. And then we're going to teach you the cup song where you can sing the words of God, the good news with the cup song. We're going to teach you how to do the cup song and how to memorize the words for the cup song. Okay, perfect. Lucas Korf, as in L-U-K-A-S, that spelling. And Korf has got one R, two Fs, K-O-R-F-F. So let's listen to the song, the cup song. This is Nazi doing her singing. Let's hear what it sounds like. 